Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Steelers Nation Radio, it is high noon on a Monday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Betwixt the pair of us here on this program, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. But it's up to you to figure out the rest, which you should know by now. You want to get involved with this program on a Monday. Not just any Monday. Keep the music going. On a victory. 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 Monday here inside the Electric Factory. You know where to get at us. It's on Twitter. At Wesley Euler. At the Body 52 The Body. Arthur Motes. What's up? Cousin. Man, feeling great. This is what we wanted, man. Um. You know, anytime I get to come in here on I mean, I'm trying to think. Have I not had a victory money just over? You know, been been on a lot, man. So it's, it's been, been about good. a month. It's been good, man. It's been about a month. Feel good right there, man. So we need of, one of those. What kind of Monday? We need one of those, man. Fresh show. Victory! There it is, baby. Waiting a long. Hold on. Victory! There it is. I bet it's been. There it is. Victory! Run that back, Turbo. Run that back. One more time? Uh huh. Run that back, Turbo. Victory! It is. <laughs> but no, man, we need one of those, man. It has been a minute. Um, cool. First one since the season opener. Mm-hmm. September 11th was the first, last the last dub. First home opener. or first, Yeah, first win at first home, home this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man, a lot of first going on, man. First touchdown pass to our receiver. First yeah. opening touchdown drive. Yep. First time we switched quarterbacks and it worked out for a win going the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot in that regard. A lot of firsts going on, man. First time getting a win without T.J. Watt first being time, in the lineup. First time getting a win versus Brady with all of our backup secondary cool. corners and stuff. My you goodness. Know? Yeah, you're right, actually. There was a lot, a lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. Uh, first without T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. First wide receiver touchdown, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Um, first opening scoring drive mm-hmm. since touchdown. week 10 yeah. of last year. 14 straight games. Yep. 
since the last time they did that. Uh, first win at home, which uh, Wolf was saying this in the booth yesterday. Of course, he just mm-hmm. left. I could have had him clarify for me. But the Steelers hadn't lost three home games to start a season. I believe 89 was the last time that happened. I've never looked at that stat before. So it's been a, you know, yeah. you, you're able you're able to avoid that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I tell you what, absolutely, uh, in a game where the Steelers were double-digit dogs at home, and it's the first time that the Steelers or any team has ever come back from – or what was the stat I saw? It was nothing about that spread, too, in mm-hmm. terms of like being able to come back from whatever it was to win something like that. It was like the yeah. largest deficit or something. So right. That's a whole other first as well. For, for everybody's looking for all these firsts out here, man. I'll tell you what, it was a good day down there on the North Shore as the Steelers took down Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. 20-18, to 18, the final score. And wait a minute, we got more. It's the first time more? that Kenny Pickett has beaten Tom Brady as well. Oh, there you go. There we go. And Mitch Trubisky, did nope, they split nope, that nope, decision nope, or no? No, no, it's Kenny. Well, Kenny, I think for Kenny all intents dubbed. and purposes, will yep. go out undefeated. Yep, there we go. Against Tom Brady. Why How do about you say that? that, though? He never played him before. No, no, no. Why would we say he's going to go out undefeated, though? Brady going to play again against this? It'll be four years until they see each other, right? As long as he's with Tampa. Right, but that's the thing. Who cares he's with Tampa? Did you see Tom Brady play yesterday? I know you were at the stadium. I was at the stadium. Yeah. Did we watch the same TB12? Let me spell What's it that? out for you. Yeah. W-A-S-H-E-D. Washed. Okay, not actually. Oh, I was like, what? But <laughs> I thought he really struggled in the first half. He was he was much better down the stretch, and uh-huh. he gave them a chance to 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 win that game. But man, I was a uh, he left a lot of plays out there in the first half. You know, there was. Um, so that means he's washed, though. Well, I don't. <laughs> like, maybe what? Yeah. All right. No, I don't know about right. washed, but he looks forty five years old. He looks forty five years old. He made some really nice throws. He missed some wide open guys that he never misses. He had a bad half of football. He did. They left a lot of points on the field. All right. <laughs> Listen, just just let me vibe on this Monday over here, all right? No, no, no. I get it. I know how I it goes. I saw Tom Brady play football in person goes, for the man. first time, well, and hey, he hey. wasn't a perfect robot. All right, I, I let get me it. live. I get it. I get it. People have been waiting a long time for any slither of this. I, I'm like, what? That's what we're going with? All right. <laughs> Based on what I've seen for him this season, that's not what I kind of walked away with, but... At the same time, I mean, we made plays. And that's the other part. Um, Brady still is Brady. Don't get it twisted. I mean, yes, and you talk about some of the plays there, some of the throws that he missed. How many times you want to play that game and how many times you think he'll miss those same throws? That's Not the real very question. often. So the whole yeah. 45 and age and stuff like that, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm like, in stadium and watching it again on TV, <laughs> all of those misses, none of us felt as if, oh, yeah, we knew he was going to miss that. It was a lot of, oh, God, thank you, Jesus, he missed it. Oh, man, I don't know what happened right here. Woo, I'm glad that worked out. It, it was not this, oh, yeah, we just feel real, real big and bad. Yeah, we know we got the guy now. He's done. He's washed. Nah, nah, nah. So that's why, for me, I was just a little bit surprised <laughs> to come in here to that type of energy this morning. What I will say is this, though. Defensively, I thought some of the things that we did do was, yes, Brady was going to make some plays, but at the same time, we also said Brady was going to make some mistakes. Now, in this game, yeah. the mistakes weren't in the sense of potential interceptions. They were in the sense of, just slightly off, right? Mm-hmm. And some of those throws, they mm-hmm. weren't big misses. They were very close. Like, man, he usually never right. misses that. But, okay, we saw him slip it a little bit here. At the knees right. instead of in the chest. Yeah. Right. But when you're talking still even in that vein, that's not a big miss, you know? And those are some of the things that when I'm watching him, I was like, okay, you have that. But the part that we did defensively that was well was this. Whenever they did make plays, 
we tackled the catch. The two things that we had to do that we did not do consistently last week was keep a lid on the defense mm-hmm. and tackle the catch. Mm-hmm. Last week, we did not do either of those things. We gave up explosive plays, right? The two big touchdown passes to Gabriel Davis. Obviously, Stephon Diggs had another big one. And then how many routes or how many run-afters did we see with just us missing tackles? This week, it didn't matter if it was Josh Jackson. It didn't matter if it was Quincy Wilson. It didn't matter who was out there. Arthur Mollett, James Pierre, all of those guys did the one thing consistent. And that was tackle the catch. So even when we're talking about the matchup of, man, how is Josh Jackson lining up against Mike Evans? Mm-hmm. He's not lining up against him, man, man. We're playing Tampa 2, we're playing cover 3, and we're going to make Brady and this Bucks offense snap the ball 10 to 12 times each and every time they get the ball. Now, they could execute it, and we saw them do that, but we also saw why that defense works because when the red zone happens, now the field gets condensed, and now you got your chances. It's like, hey, man, we can make a play here, you know? So – we did essentially take the air out of the game. We took that air out of that basket or the football, so to speak, and made it one of those slow down, yeah, yeah. every possession matters type games. And we just saw where their execution wasn't as crisp as it had been in Atlanta because that was the other part. When we look at the Atlanta tape, that version of Brady, in terms of always being mm-hmm. on, that did not show up. Correct. But that's why I'm like, yeah, he ain't watched. Because I'm like, we just saw that a week ago when he did do that as a surgeon. Maybe he's just, <laughs> maybe he's just not so elite anymore no. that you know he can skip practices and go to weddings. Well, I mean, we had a whole fashion show out here. That, that was the other part. I'm just like, man, I, I, I like the. I, 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 I do love how that always works out, right? Yeah, I was just like, man. We, if we, he goes out there and he wins. It's like, it's oh, like that's the goat. He doesn't need to practice. Yes. He goes out there and loses. What a bad teammate. I was like, what? It was like he was at a wedding on Friday with Robert. I was like, yo, we had the Steelers fashion show here on Friday night. It was the biggest ordeal in the city on Friday night. And it ran late, too. Are we tripping? Are we, am I not missing something here? Oh, so you're saying the Steelers were out late Friday night? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just funny to me. You know, I'm not Maybe. a narrative guy. I'm not a narrative you're not, guy. You're not. So that's why I always laugh with this type it's of stuff. It's the best. Because it's, it's like, dang, we just, I like this one that happened too. Here's my narrative now. The Steelers need to have a fashion show every single Friday for the rest of the season. Sure. If, if that's what it takes for them to play like that. Or we could say, nah, I ain't going to go there. Nah. But. <laughs> oh, I think. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, but, but, I, but, but you know. On. That was just part of the thing, though, man. But in all seriousness, though, man, we did do enough. <laughs> and that was the thing. It was like we knew that Bucks team, they were more than capable of doing certain things. But we also said for us, the margin of victory or in terms of our margin of error was going to be small. But we did see a clear path to victory. And those are some of the things that were that, that really jumped off to me, man, as I went back and rewatched this, even as I was feeling it in stadium. We were just more consistent in all three phases. You talk about special teams. Steven Sims, big-time returns, right? Huge, Two of them. Phil huge. Flipping. There was one point in the game mm-hmm. where the Steelers' offense had 145 total yards of offense, yes. and Steven Sims had like 138 the return returns. yards. The kickoff return and the punt return. Like He had almost as many return yards yes. himself as the offense had mm-hmm. in the second half at one point in that game. So talk about t- flipping the field. Absolutely. And we talk about all three phases working together. We mm-hmm. always like to ignore special teams until we see it in this way or in the negative way where we're giving up something explosive. So this was a case where, hey, special teams does matter. They did help us out. Because you take those two returns away, it's a different ball game. That kickoff return coming out the third quarter after Brady had just marched on the field and got three after we had kind of, you know, with the bed, so to speak, in our little two-minute offense situation. Yeah. 
man, we didn't have a lot of momentum coming out the half, but no. that gave us that spark. And even though we couldn't punch it in for seven, we still were able to get three, which we saw at the end. All of those field goals mattered. 100%. All of those points mattered. That Boswell doinking in Absolutely, certainly mattered man. late in the game. Absolutely. And once again, with Boss, no missed field goals, yep. right? So yep. we were buttoned up there offensively. We protected the ball. We were able to run the ball effectively enough. It wasn't this great performance, but when we needed to get a yard or two, when we needed to move the sticks in that four-minute offense, we could get some runs, whether it was through Najee, whether it was through Jalen Warner, even Mitch pulling it himself on the zone read. So offensively, we were able to Which do some was, things. That was awesome. Third down completions. Talk about stretching the field, whether it was Kenny going to George Pickens, whether it was Mitch hitting Claypool, whether it was Deontay doing what he was doing with both of these quarterbacks. We saw all three of those receivers – Number one, complete the catches, right? No drops. No routine drops. They did the routine things the right way. They did the routine things routinely. Absolutely. That was the first thing. Yep. I also like the fact that both of our quarterbacks stretched the field when needed to. When they were, when they had to do it, when they were asked to do it, they completed the pass that needed to be made. And both of them brought different things to the table, whether it was Kenny at the beginning of this thing, leading the open, open and drive touchdown, or Mitch coming in off the bench, after he was benched, after he was booed, after he was a scapegoat, after all of this negative, he says, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm going to go out here and be a professional, and I'm going to make you cheer for me. Because even at the beginning of this thing, you were down there, I was down there, yep. they weren't trying to cheer for that man. Even no, they then. weren't. It was like they were looking for any reason they could to boo him until they realized, okay, he's making us shut the heck up today. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy to see that from him just as a professional. Say, I mean, 100%. 100% so, with you. when you're talking about those things, and then when you go to the defensive side of the ball, right, their consistency. The pass rush wasn't lights out for four quarters, but it was effective enough. We got interior pressure from Larry Joby, Cam Hayward, Chris Wormley, big time in terms of uh, some of his run game stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay? But then when you talk about on the edge, Highsmith, Malik Reed. Malik Reed, we fin- finally were they noticing were him a lot. Some stuff. Yep. Absolutely. I thought Miles Jack was great. I was about to say, Miles won his one-on-one with, uh, with um, Leonard Fournette. That yep. was one of the ones that we needed to see, and he was at his neck, man. It was good to see those two former teammates going at it like that. Spillane and Bush. Bush making big-time play two-point conversion. Um, Robert Spillane having a touchdown PBU. Yep. You know, so we're seeing all those guys. And then we talked about the young secondary. Tackling the catch. Keeping a lid on it. And even James Pierre. Oh, James Pierre was I great. I want to shout him out, too, because not only was he really sticky in terms of his coverage and really good in terms of his tackling, but even when he took penalties, they were smart penalties. If you're beat, hold this guy. Make them snap the ball again. I do not care about that yardage. Mm-hmm. We cannot give up points. Yep. And he understood that concept. And also, Terrell Edmonds. We talked about the absence of him last week and he how that great. felt. We felt his presence team, in a major team way this week, yeah. man. He flew around. He looked like the first-round draft pick. He looked like a guy that stepped up even more so in the absence of a Minka Fitzpatrick and others because he was the only remaining starter because Arthur Milet, heck of a player, and he is one of our top nickel guys, but he's technically not our starting nickel. Right. Technically. Right. Technically, it's Cam Sutton when they go to that sub-package ball. He's Correct. the dime. He's Correct. the fourth guy that comes Correct. in. So even him. You know, it's like, man, seeing all these various guys step up and do what they needed to do on various points and times throughout the games, that's what you're talking about in terms of all three phases consistently working together. Now, you ask yourself, well, why don't they do this every week? Because it's difficult to do this every week. We talk about some of the, the inconsistency that the Bucks had offensively, some of the misses. You can't always bank on that happening. We talk about some of the breaks that kind of went our way defensively. It's like, man, we're not always going to get these type of plays that happen or some of these returns are not going to always be there. So that's why it's like, man, you want to try to do it as consistent as possible because you never know how it's going to break for you. And sometimes when you have the personnel and you're just a better team, you can get away with some stuff. Sure, Other times sure. you can't. That Bucks team, 
traditionally, when you're talking about just this matchup on paper, they should have been able to account for some of the mishaps that they had. And in the end, the biggest difference was what? Mitch being able to operate a four-minute offense. Let's not act like we weren't all sitting there saying, man, Brady going to get this ball back with two minutes left and we're going to have to hold on to it. Because 100%. that was the thought process. Yeah. So even though we're going to you know, celebrate the win, and rightfully so, because I was celebrating hard yesterday, believe me. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of these things, and we're definitely going to get on Brady, you know. But it's like, let's not act like they weren't, you know, a, a couple of surprise Mitch plays away. Because if we were to say a week ago, hey, could Mitch come in here and do that? I'm pretty sure a large majority of still nation would have been like, not a chance in heck. But it You're took him actually right. going out there and doing it on mul- not once, multiple occasions. Mitch is Mitch is going to come in early in the second half in a one possession game, and the Steelers are still going to win. Yeah, and that just I, I, I gonna, don't think gonna, a lot of people would have. He's going to throw the first wide receiver touchdown pass on, and, in a defining moment in the game. Think about when that pass to Claypool happened. That was huge. a big time drive. The, big the, time. the ten yard run Come that he on, had man. to get the first down to put that the game was a on ice. Big time drive. The two throws that he hit to Claypool before he even got to the thing on for, the third down run, where he hits Claypool scrambling Massive. in the middle of the field, and then he uh, rolls off the pocket Massive. to the left. Hits How the about back the shoulder? fumble recovery on, that bro. he had Holy on the on the botched snap? Yeah, that was that could have got ugly. That could have got real ugly. I mean, yeah. if he doesn't get if he doesn't get on top of that thing, that that's the different. That's a difference in the game. We're probably in here sulking again on a Monday. We're, we're in here saying maybe Mitch is cursed. Bad things happen when he's on the field. <laughs> but how about this? This stat via Chris Adamski of the Trib. Mitch Trubisky at quarterback yesterday faced seven third downs, converted five of them, including mm. third and fifteen, mm. third and thirteen, mm. third and six, third mm. and eleven, and third and fifteen. I mean, what what are the percentages on that? Um, yeah, I think that's about a hundred percent. Again, that's Mitch Trubisky crazy. at quarterback, five for seven on third down conversions, converting third and fifteen, that's third and thirteen, third and six, third and eleven, third and fifteen. Wow. Good thing he's a conservative quarterback and can't stretch the field on third downs, right? I tell you what. Oh, oh, oh! But wait, but, but wait! I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Because we we shouting out our players. How about some love for the coaching staff? That's why I said I'm not done yet. Because for all the people that fired this guy, fired Canada, fired Tomlin, they've lost the team, they Tara lost it and all this other stuff. Burn the organization as, down, as, tank as loud, for somebody that none no one's even watched play a as, collegiate football game yet. As loud as everybody was a week ago, right? Because we're doing the whole we're going to just react, right? We're going to do the knee-jerk thing because that is Big word, the knee-jerk. context, right? After four games, we were ready to fire everybody and blow this thing up. Absolutely. So make sure that we're just as loud with our support of Coach Tomlin as well for everybody that thought he had lost his locker room, right? Uh, Arthur Milet going crazy, calling at people. Yeah, you saw Arthur Milet play too, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He backed it up. Okay. He backed it up. You talk about losing the locker room. Well, ain't nothing harder than getting benched and then having to come back out there and win the game. Mitch Trubisky, I've done that. I, I know that feeling. When you got to be over there with your pride hurt. <clears throat> and you're jealous, and you're like, bro, I don't, I mean, F all y'all. But it's like at the same time, I know my number's going to get called again at some point in time, and I got to be ready league, to go. In this league, your number's going to get called again. And to see him go out there and do that, respect. But, oh, that's not it, though. Gunnar Olszewski, too, he doesn't get talked about. Nobody talks about him right now. Obviously, Steven Sims the guy. Gunnar Olszewski had two tackles on special teams as a gunner yesterday. So when you're talking about a guy being a professional, a guy getting his helmet tucked, right, Steven Sims being the new guy. But staying in the fight. But still staying in the fight, still being active, still finding ways to contribute to this team. That's what you're talking about. So when you're speaking on Coach Tomlin, that is his impact. His ability 
to pull a player off of the field at various stages in their career, various points in time throughout the season. And knowing what that's going to do to that person from a just an emotional standpoint, a psychological standpoint, but still being able to keep them motivated enough to go out there and make plays. Both of them dudes, man. Both of them. But that's the stuff that kind of gets overlooked. That's the stuff that we don't really respect or talk about enough when you're speaking on what Coach Tomlin means to this team. That's it right there, man. And it's across the board, man. And it's a beautiful thing. Because mm-hmm. like I said, we highlight the guys that were on the field, your Josh Jacksons. Man, he's not supposed to be out there covering, covering this guy. Quince Wall, well, he's not supposed to be over. I was looking out there. I was like, yeah. 16? Is that Charlie Batch out you there? You know what I'm like, It's like, it's that type of stuff where we're like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. But then, it the, really was. But then at the same time, to be able to see those two dudes in the sense of Mitch Trubisky and Gunnar Oshesky, two guys that were forgotten two weeks ago. Forgotten. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Going to oh, the they, Buffalo, were, they were cast no, aside. Hey, man, I seen trade Gunner and trade Dago and Mitch out there. You might as well get trade. You might as well trade Mitch and get Mason as the number two. Uh, you might as well tell on, Gunner to, to pack his bags because it's, on, it's all done. And both of them dudes out there making plays to help us win. Mm-hmm. It's big time. I'm a little worried about Gunner though. Mm-hmm. And you got Chase Claypool chewing tobacco in the uh, in the locker room after the game. I mean, did you see that? It's not illegal though. It's not. But Chase said Chase said it was his first time ever putting a dip in. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't want to speak for everybody out there that's chewed tobacco in the past, but those first-time dip spends are real. I mean, and Chase was probably in the shower fighting for his life after that. I, I don't mind him trying anything once as long as it's legal. Okay, <laughs> as long as it's keyword, as long as it's legal. legal. Like you said, if he was trying something else to begin with a C word in that locker room, totally different. <laughs> Oh, but you said it was just true. We can live with that. I'll allow it. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Chase Claypool, what, oh, what a big what a C word. All right, what a big game. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're talking about coaching staff love. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is going to uh, mm-hmm. this one's going to rub some of the audience the wrong way. Uh-oh. But I'm going to say it. Uh oh. Don't you dare. And I don't want to act like I'm completely absolving him, like I think everything was perfect, Mm -hmm. or like I I loved the entire game plan from start to finish. Mm -hmm. But Mozi, when the Steelers lose, when the Steelers lose and things aren't going well, you better say it. One of the biggest complaints we obviously get on the show here is about Matt Canada. You better talk about him. The other biggest complaint that we get Mm -hmm. here on the show all the time is. Why are there wide receivers matched up against our linebackers? How does this continue to happen? Mm-hmm. And that touchdown drive and mm-hmm. down the stretch mm-hmm. when the Steelers were putting that game away, mm-hmm. you know how many times Chase yep. Claypool got matched up against Levante David? Uh, you know how many times they the, were able to scheme? One, two, three, four. I want to say it was like three to four. So, you know, am I in that range, And right? that's in that final, say, like, drive, drive, drive right? and a half yeah. there. Because they was working him in that they slot. They were getting yes. Claypool open against Levante David play he, that after was play, the one. and he was cooking. That was the one. Absolutely. But that only happens yes. in Pittsburgh. These wide receivers <laughs> run free against our linebackers. <laughs> Again, not to yes. not to absolve everything else, no, 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 but, but you got to give them credit <laughs> there for that. You that have to. 100% was going on. Absolutely. I'm watching that Absolutely. down the stretch, and I'm like, oh, there's Claypool making a play on Levante David. Oh, there's Claypool yeah. again in the slot on a hey, linebacker. Hey, hey. And, and I'm like, wait and, a second. I thought stre- that only happened to us. stretching him vertical, too. I thought that only happened to us. We're going to stretch him vertical. We want to see what them hammies look like, man. Hey, you're in <laughs> position, but can you make the play? And that's the other part. You're in position, but can you make the play? Mm-hmm. I like that, man. I, to me, that really stood out at the end of the game. Heck yeah. And again, I'm not using that to act like the, the game plan and everything was perfect from start to finish. But in those moments, like Arthur Motes always says, 
Your praise better be as loud as your criticism. That's always saying, man. And they deserve some credit in the face of a lot of setbacks. They're still finding ways to get that done. And, and let's talk a little bit more about this, too, man. First and fourth quarter, I did like a lot what I saw from Matt Canada, and rightfully so. First quarter, you got your first 15 plays, descriptor, right? So this is what you're coming in. This is how you feel like you're ready to attack. Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter, once again, now it had to switch because you had Mitch. So obviously in that third, you had to make some adjustments to kind of figure everything out and get it going. But once that fourth quarter hit, we talked about certain things that they were able to do to highlight that matchup, right? right? Clay right. pulled on the linebacker. Right. Even some of the stuff they were doing to keep the running game uh, effective, whether it was the off tempo or the off cadence jet sweep stuff, some of the quick throws that we were seeing as well, different things that surface level we boo and we're like, why is he doing this? But when you're looking big picture, they're just trying to pick up three to four yards. They're just trying to use this as the run game because they can't just turn around and give it to Najee consecutive times because we complain about that as well. Mm-hmm. These are all the things <laughs> we're talking about, the details that go into being a professional and the details that go into Mad Canada improving. This is stuff that we can tangibly say, yes, this is improvement right here. Regardless of what you want to say in terms of just speculating or just off of raw emotion and feeling, no, the tape doesn't lie. And the tape did show those things right there. Now, second and third quarter, he struggled a little bit. But it's context. Second quarter, defenses get a chance to really sit down and adjust. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, yeah. how have this team been attacking us in the Here's first quarter? Here's how they started. Here's what we're going to do. They're trying to yeah. do this. They're either going to try to spread this out and they're attacking this part of our defense or they're condensing us and going here with it. Or they're doing this. But second quarter is usually when defenses are able to make them adjustments, right? Or vice versa. If your defense is heated up in that first quarter, usually second quarter is when, okay, offense finally started to make a little bit of adjustment. They figure it out a little bit. So it's understandable for that drop-off in terms of what Canada went from first quarter where we saw two nice drives, especially that opener mm-hmm. one, to that second quarter where it was like, man, we're kind of in a lull. And then, you know, you get the two-minute situation where it's just like, all right, I get why it played out the way that it did, but we were pissed off because it played out the way that sure, it did. Sure. But it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you try to run the ball on first down to get the clock rolling, you don't pick up anything. Second throw is incompletion. Now you're sitting here with 30 seconds. It's like, dude, I don't want to put this ball in the air again because I don't want them to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I run it, then it's going to like give up ball. Mm-hmm. So you're in this dilemma. But you got a young quarterback as well who in that second quarter didn't have his best performance. Correct. That wasn't his best quarter. Correct. So it's like, man, when you're – contemplating all those things and you understand the situation and the significance of the moment i did think he did go a little bit conservative there but i don't fault him because of that context third quarter when you're thinking okay we're about to go out and make the adjustment we made what do we get quarterback gets knocked out <laughs> so now instead of it being able to go yeah, from geez. hey man we figured out what they were doing that to us in the second quarter line. let's come out here in the third and attack it it's like no now we got to get acclimated to mitch yep what's his confidence like is he gonna stretch the field are the guys gonna respond to him mm-hmm. all of that was going on for the third it's so a, it's a lot to so manage. when you're talking about that in that second and third law that we had that's the context with yeah, it. Yeah. But then you see how the fourth quarter transpired and the offense picked it back up, right? The offense started to get it going and we started to see them attack certain ways. So when we're talking Matt Canada, big picture, he also did his thing. And that's why it was how it was, though. So I know because of who he is in terms of Matt Canada and very similar, I'm sure, with Mr. Trubisky, it's a lot of, you know, people always look for the negative instead of just solely praise them just to praise them. And I understand it, but that's why it's important to give that type of context. So when the people do say, well, he wasn't that good, what about that second and third quarter? It's like, ah, listen to the context, understand the context. And then after that, kind of stop hating, you know? And and, and like I said, that 
It doesn't mean everything's been... We didn't say it was all perfect. It doesn't either. mean everything's been perfect but on Sunday and certainly like, throughout the start of the regular right. season. But to act as if he hasn't been progressing, the same way we give Kenny Pickett praise and we say, hey, man, this dude is taking steps from this week to that week, that week to this week. Well, Matt Kennedy doesn't get that same type of... Okay, that's all. Keep the same energy, baby. That's it. Just I saw a lot of wide receivers matched up on linebackers. Mm-hmm. Let's uh. I saw a lot of downfield. Let's keep Chase Claypool Come in the on. slot. Let's I keep saw, that I saw, going. I saw a lot of downfield throws too. I thought we didn't do that in our offense. Did you see those numbers I just I read? Off? Third and eleven. We can't third convert. And 15, we don't convert third, third downs, but we definitely don't stretch the field. But I like that though, man. So shout out to the dudes, man. We got to get to break here. When we come back, we'll get to some of your reaction. We'll continue to discuss everything that transpired yesterday at Akershire Stadium. A much needed victory for the Steelers. What's it mean in the bigger picture? We'll also uh, catch up with our buddy Chris Carter about a half an hour from now as well. So plenty to get to. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved here on a Victory Monday. It's a Steelers Blitz on SNR. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. 